when you give someone personal value, then they start to lean into it. Mm-hmm. And when you make them feel like they have value, intrinsic value on their own, not just what they do for you, yep. but they as an individual. Where do you like to travel? Where do you like to go eat? What are some mm-hmm. hobbies? What pets do you have? Do you have a family? What does that look like for you? When you ask those questions and that person realizes, I'm not a task to you, I'm mm-hmm. an individual. Now, I think you're like me in that I get really driven by completing tasks. Mm-hmm. I like completing tasks. Yep. That could be my biggest driver. And that can become such a big driver, I can minimize personal connection. Yes. And if that happens... I'm alienating myself from certain people who need that. They look to you if you're their leader to influence them and to give them value. Some people find value by serving that leader. Mm -hmm. They get value out of looking to that person saying, please, give me your approval. If you've ever been a parent, you've seen that look in your kid's eye. If you ever had a really good coach, maybe you've played sports, Mm -hmm. you've looked and you've almost hoped, are they going to acknowledge this? Are they going to know? And when the best coaches notice the little nuances that you do, no Mm -hmm. one else did. I saw that extra effort. I saw that deflection you got on that pass. When you do that, it gives you value. It gives you pride. It makes you want to work harder. And the other people hear that, they think, I want that. And the little things, the more specific you are in your praise, the more you acknowledge individual tasks that they do, the little things, Mm -hmm. that really shows you're not just saying, great job, team, but you're breaking it down. It's almost like game film. You're breaking down what makes your team a success. Mm -hmm. And when they specifically feel like you acknowledge me, then they feel like they can now give back to the team and they're contributing to the team. Love that. So as somebody who's now trying to evolve and, you know, they, they, okay, I'm making it a point to connect with my team. I'm trying to lead by not only doing, but also just like having a personal connection. So talk to me a little bit more about like EQ. First, for, for people who don't know what EQ is, can you kind of give a quick sure. definition? When you look at your emotional quotient, mm-hmm. some people look at IQ, more familiar, your intelligence quotient, but your emotional quotient and you start looking at what that is, that is your ability to recognize your emotions mm-hmm. and your ability to interact with other people. And just like your IQ is kind of an indication of what your intelligence is, how much you've learned and how much you can put into practice and what that may be in a test setting. This is a test setting, but for emotions. And some people minimize that. A lot of people call them soft skills, so they mm-hmm. minimize. But this is also your people skills. And if you think about it, if you're trying to be task-driven only, EQ is really not as important. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to be a true leader, which is people-driven, then EQ is very important. Because as you measure your emotional intelligence or your EQ, they're almost interchangeable, as you work with those two things and you start realizing what is happening inside of that person, mm-hmm. the first person you do that to is yourself. Sometimes people don't see themselves as leaders And when that happens, they don't correctly lead themselves, and they almost put a ceiling over their potential. So they may say, I don't have to lead myself emotionally. I'm good. And sometimes they think monetary success is a straight-line indicator of their leadership and their personal (laughs) success. Mm -hmm. I am a success because I have this net worth. Okay, you're a success in that one area. That doesn't make you a leader. Mm -hmm. And the assumption you are a good leader because you have a high net worth isn't always true. Who is following you? Who wants you to influence them? Mm -hmm. And for me, I can be too emphatic 
I could be impatient. I can be too efficient with my communication. Mm -hmm. I can show my exasperation with my tone or my body language. And when I do that, I wonder why other people are frustrated. (laughs) I can have someone come in and they want to talk to me about what their dog did yesterday. And I show that I don't care because I want to get to the meeting. Let's task at hand. But I have had to try to learn when I make that person feel important and I talk to them about what's going on in their personal life, even when I feel like it's a waste of time, Mm -hmm. when I then make that person move beyond that, my emotions have enabled that person to have value because I've restricted my emotions and helped make them better. So my pathway to try to learn what emotions look like your EQ start with Mm self-awareness we mentioned earlier as as you start understanding what emotions are going inside of me do we even know how do people perceive my emotions do i even care if i'm in a really bad or grumpy mood or if i'm in a short tempered mood today and i'm cutting people off and just dominating people am i even aware of that Mm -hmm. are you willing to ask those closest to you how do i come across what are my weaknesses? I think most people don't even do that. Like, I, I personally, I, I should ask more people how I come across. Um, like, luckily now I can kind of do a quick survey and stuff like that. And, you know, for a lot of people who are watching, I think that's something that you can do for your employees. And that's something we've done here. We're like, we just, we've sent out surveys where we said, hey, like, rate, like, rate leadership on a one to 10 scale. And obviously we ask a bunch of other questions too, but I think that's a good, at least a good starting point to grow as a leader is to just get a good self-assessment of like the people who are on your team, who are following. And uh, I think that'll be extremely helpful because most people don't even ask. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of times if I want to ask, it's because I know the answer. That's true too. If I don't want to know the answer, then I know there's a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I won't ask that question, I know where I should put some effort, but I don't know that I want to make that change. Mm-hmm. So swallowing the pill and saying, let me get the feedback. Mm-hmm. Let me make the change. And if you do with the right person, when you make any improvement, they'll give you credit for that mm-hmm. and acknowledgement of that growth. And then when that happens, it can be encouraging for you to continue down that path. And when you start to see people warm up to you, that's a good sign. For me, a good sign was when people started to come to me with more problems or more what's going on in their personal life. Mm -hmm. I know to a strong, dominant personality, you may think that sounds like an incredible waste of time. But I've had to learn for myself, my efficient communication was not always effective communication. Mm -hmm. And sometimes taking the time to just listen calmly and talk to people, not show the irritation not show the exasperation, but to really listen. And that required self-regulation. So once I had self-awareness, I had to regulate. And knowing how much of this emotion do I want to show. You know, I think emotion should definitely be a passenger in my car of life. Mm. But it should never be in the driver's seat of my life. Because too many times when I look back on my regrets, emotions got in the driver's seat and made me do and say things that I wish I could take back. Mm-hmm. I've maybe hurt people. I've said things that I would never have said if I'd have been in control of my emotions. So what are some strategies for somebody to start to regulate their emotions? I think, number one, you label your emotions that are going inside of you. If mm-hmm. you cannot clearly label your emotion, 
you're never going to be able to defeat that emotion. You can't defeat what you can't define. Mm -hmm. If I know this is the emotion going through me right now and I can clearly label it, then you ask, what's driving that? If you can take a step back and label it, it helps you become objective. Mm -hmm. Now if you can take a step back from that and say what's driving that emotion, you are now becoming in charge of your emotions. When you can ask those questions, you're probably out of control with your emotions. Mm. If you can't clearly label it, and then you can't take another step back and say, what's driving that? Because self-regulation is just an understanding or awareness of, whoa, I need to put the brake pedal on or I need to push the gas pedal. If we're driving down the highway and you're going too fast, you'd let off the gas pedal. If you're going too slow, you apply it. You regulate your speed. But we don't try to regulate our emotions. But to regulate the speed, you have to look at something that tells you what speed you're going. Mm -hmm. So for me, understanding what emotions are driving me. Why am I so irritated? Why am I really grumpy today? Mm -hmm. Why am I angry? What's going on inside of me? If you've had a day where you think everyone today is just so mean or angry or frustrated, mm -hmm. well, you may be driving that. Yep. So helping to know that self-regulation is stepping back and becoming objective. You know, many times as a guy, we'll say I'm frustrated or angry. Those are our two drivers. Mm -hmm. So you have to go a step behind that. And they say anger is a secondary emotion, not the primary. So you have to be willing to go underneath, why am I going to anger? Mm -hmm. A lot of times anger makes us feel powerful and in control. I'm with you. But if I feel disrespected, I may not want to stop and say, wow. I feel disrespected because I would feel weak and vulnerable mm -hmm. in that moment. So instead, I would get really angry and try to overcompensate. What are you talking about? And so react with anger. Mm -hmm. So I need to pause and say, why am I angry? I feel disrespected. Why did I feel disrespected? And if you can do that over and over, then you become better, more proficient at it. Then you learn to manage your emotions. Once you learn to manage, you almost select which emotion is appropriate for the event the behavior at the time mm -hmm. and it makes us better very challenging to do mm -hmm. but when you're around people who can do this step they their social skills mm -hmm. when they're in a group dynamic and they can almost blend and adapt with mm -hmm. all different people it's so impressive to watch and learn from those people you can even see some people who they try to push their buttons and they mm -hmm. stay in control and they handle a situation as I would have handled it if you would have given me a script and said, <laughs> write this out. Yep. I'm always inspired and try to learn from the people who can do that.